When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years, and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Now, y'all know I don't ever have anybody on the podcast for the Marvel episodes, unless we're talking about, you know, Marvel in general. You know, I bring somebody on between seasons of shows. But when I'm doing a Marvel recap, I do those solo. But the show that's currently airing, Miss Marvel, I need a little pizzazz, you know, a little behind the scenes. You know, I just, I needed a little, I needed somebody to talk to who I talk to all the time about this show to come on and give me all of her insights about everything going on. Because listen, we are both loving this show. Y'all, I've got Noor from the Reality Is podcast, who is a Pakistani American Muslim living in New Jersey. Sound familiar? And y'all, we got to talk about the things, okay? This is my first ever mid-season check-in with a Marvel show. We go do that, and then Nora will come back at the end of the season, and we're going to talk about it as a whole. So you know what? Let's get into it. This is your bonus episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. 
You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island? Or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. blessed today because listen I've, I've talked to people from all over but literally someone came to talk to me today from another dimension and it's amazing okay I am like I'm I'm so flattered and happy that she came all the way from the Nord dimension to talk to me I'm like I don't know what to do with myself y'all I have Nord from the reality is podcast all the way here to talk to me from a whole nother dimension about Miss Marvel. We're loving it. We're loving it. Hi, Nor. How oh are my you? God. Hi. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I do want to say I shamelessly did just tell myself, tell you that I'm going to be on. I was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't wait to be on the podcast when you talk about Miss Marvel. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I'm like, you know what? People don't do that often. I like that. <laughs> like people insert themselves like in the, the reality, like episodes, like all the time. And I don't because I'm like anything that stops me from having to like pick up a pen and count like pencil in people I'm like too much stress I'm like okay yes, yes you you can be on yes, yes absolutely come here but like I've never had them do it for the Marvel like people just like listen to those so I'm more than happy to have a guest for this episode yeah well I would understand why people wouldn't want to like necessarily be on the Marvel because I feel like you are the expert so sometimes <laughs> it's just like you know, we don't need anybody else on. We just want to hear you share your comic knowledge. Oh, thank you. It's Marvel is kind of a beast too. Like it's a little, I understand people that are like, I feel like I'm too behind. I can't get into it. Like I used to be like, no, just, you know, like Benjamin as you go along, like there's no rush. But then I also kind of feel like, okay, if somebody told me to like, jump into Grey's Anatomy right now I'd be like okay wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, I can't. No, no. Is everyone dead? <laughs> Right. Like it's, it's too much. I think at this point, <laughs> Meredith is the only one standing. So I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> too late. I'm too late. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, well, I, I'm so happy that you yeah. love this show the way you do. Oh my God. I love this show so much, but I want to also shout outs to you because I was so inspired listening to your podcast that I was like, my ass needs to get on the Marvel train. Okay. I, first of all, you influenced me because because of Wanda vision, like I feel like everybody, everybody around me was like, "You got to watch Wanda, you got to watch Wanda," and I was like, "I'm not really a Marvel person." Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe it was winter 2020. In a span of about a week, I did consume eight years of Marvel content. Um, yes. so you know, I was because in know, 2020, the, what else was there to do? I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do have children that need rearing, but you know, I. <laughs> I did. It was like, I was working from home and I had a week off. So, and it was like, I think my kid had like COVID exposure. So I was like, well, we're not going anywhere. And then we just stayed home and I just watched so much Marvel and you convinced me. And then like you had influenced me. And then now I'm, I'm not like a full on Marvel geek, but I do fucking love the shit out of it. Yeah. See, that's, that's all I, I love hearing that people. Okay. People will like tell me all the time because like I love when someone makes me feel like an influencer, even though I'm like so not. <laughs> but like people will tell me all the time, they're like, oh my God, you influenced me. And I'm like, 
to do what? They're like, oh, that pizza you posted looked so good. And like, I'm like, yep, that's that's me because I pick good food. Like that makes sense to me. But then when someone says like they watch the TV show I watched, I'm like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, exactly. I love it. That makes me feel so good. But also the food does too, because I know how to pick good food. Hell you no. do. You do. <laughs> I'm not a seafood person, but every time you get that bag of seafood, I'm like, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch it now. Now, now I like have my little, oh God, isn't aging just the worst? Like now I have my little blood pressure machine. I'm like, let me check my blood pressure. Uh, you know, it's like, Jesus. Worst. The worst. I was just talking <sighs> to a friend of mine today and I said, you know what? I understand why they people just like, called it quits at 40 back in the day because yes. I am not comfortable with the aches and pains of my late 30s. I don't like it. It's it's a lot. It's a lizard. <laughs> it's, it's, you got to be ready for it. And no one really, people tell you, but like no one like warns you no. about it. You just got to like happen into it. And one morning you wake up, you're like, that, that didn't hurt yesterday. Like what? <laughs> where'd that come from like and then it hurts for like four days you're like okay this is what's happening now and then that fifth day it just leaves and then it comes back like next tuesday so no one knows what, <laughs> no one knows what's going on anymore it's too much yeah the chronic pain just comes and goes like a friend of on a housewife season you know like- yes <laughs> it's like a scholar's here and then she's not like we don't know what's going on <laughs> Like, where are you? Where'd you go? What happened? Exactly. <laughs> and then you get to a certain age where they get upgraded like Marlo. Like now yeah. they're here all the time. So it's yeah. like- <laughs> and, the, and the pain is like, we settled in. <laughs> right. We're here, baby. We're here. <laughs> oh my God. Give me just, I love getting like your text messages, your voice notes, everything about this show. Tell me, or just tell everyone why you love this show so much like how you connect with it just everything about it because I think we can all like agree that I don't know if you know but like this show has like that Marvel has seen a super like big spike amongst I think it was black brown and another demographic of people that have like just like like ran to see this show because it's not often that we see different things mm-hmm. in this space so like i think we were all like pretty excited to get this plus kamala khan is such a dope like comic book character and game character animation everyone loves her anyway so why are you like feeling this show the way you are so i mean you know i it's because i'm a Pakistani american woman from new jersey like i it's 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 literally because I just had this epiphany today because I was texting with my brother about it. And that's when I texted you earlier. Kendrick is like, Mm -hmm. I, so every episode, it's been three episodes. I have cried as soon as Kamala does something, there's little things that she does, little faces she makes words she says. And I have, it has brought me to tears. And it's so funny because I watched the show with my kids and they're like, mama, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) but I have been crying. I've been having this emotional experience watching this television show. And I think part of it is because I'd never thought that this was possible. I never Mm -hmm. thought that I would see a family like this, see words used, music used, clothing worn that I that I grew up with. It's just mm-hmm. not something I ever, ever thought I was going to see. And like, I, you know, of course, representation is important. We all talk about it and how important it is and everything like that. But I guess I, I you know, I live in such a, I, I was, I grew up here in America thinking and knowing that little brown girls don't have main character energy. 
You know, we're not going to ever be the main character. You're, you might not even be a side character. You might be an extra in the background, Mm -hmm. maybe. Like, I remember when they introduced one brown girl with a hijab in Spider-Man, right? Like, I was like, what? Like, how exciting, right? And that was it. And I was like, but that's it. Like, that's all we get. That's like, that's the max. Mm -hmm. So this, this, just having this like super emotional reaction to her is probably because I just never imagined this for us, but also because Kamala Khan is probably like, I did not have any superpowers or anything, but the way she looks, the way she talks to her parents, the way she argues with her brother, her kind of like, like how, how, um, you know, she, she's, what is the, she's kind of like, uh, she's creative and she's got her mind in the clouds and all this uh-huh. stuff. And she has this really cool online persona on the internet that yes. nobody else knows, <laughs> right? Like all those things are me. I was, I watch her on TV as a teenage girl and I'm like, holy fucking shit. That is me as a 15 year old. And I was talking to my brother about it and he was like, dude, yeah. Like you look like her, like that looks like you when you were in high school, that looks Mm -hmm. like you arguing with our parents. Like that's you as a kid. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure that there's tons of little brown girls that, you know, look like me and look like her and find themselves connected to her. And the other thing is, you know, we would get some representation over the years, but it was always in these like exotic forms right of like Mm -hmm. hot Indian girl right Mm -hmm. like but we like Kamala is a a regular kid she's a regular kid she's not like a supermodel she's just like a regular girl from Jersey and like you know even her trying on clothes and feeling like I don't know it's not tight but I guess my mom's got a point I could put this thing around my waist like Mm -hmm. all of it it's just it's just like my whole girls like me and my life and my childhood on television and it's it's incredible to see I feel like we've like come to believe that Teresa Giudice is what New Jersey looks like (laughs) and (laughs) and that's maybe not the case I don't know you know what some other stuff (laughs) yeah why not both that's right okay we got the full gamut (laughs) we got the full we got yeah you go to Jersey City you see some of that you go over to you know like Passaic you're gonna get Teresa Giudice and you know Bruno I think is Italian on the show so I was like okay oh okay (laughs) because she says something like I think the first episode uh Kamala's mom she says okay this is for your like Nona and I was like okay mm-hmm. okay Bruno are you related we, to a Gorga or a Judas? right because we know Nona and no no we know them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that was there was there a time when you were watching this show like between these these first three episodes was there a particular like moment or scene like either when they were like you know actually showing like inside of a mosque like them actually having service or at the Eid or like was there a certain thing that you saw that was just like wow like things have actually I'm like actually seeing this on my screen and I never thought I would honestly it's everything it's the fact Mm -hmm. that she you know her mom tells her say bismillah when you get into the car that means in the name of God And we Mm -hmm. do say that all the time. I tell my kids that the same thing. My mom told me the same thing. Even the way the house is decorated, you'll see like all over her house and the back of walls, you see this like Islamic art everywhere. You see calligraphy everywhere. And Mm -hmm. that's quintessential 
you know, not just Pakistani household, but Muslim household. That was really cool to see the casual use of a lot of the words and a lot of the jokes that, you know, I, I had a conversation with somebody and they said, don't you feel like the show is like too targeted for people like us? Like, don't you think the other people are going to watch it and they're not going to get it? And I was like, who the fuck cares? We've been watching right. their shit for how fucking long? Right. Like now it's our turn and it's okay for us to watch something in mainstream television that that are that has jokes that are only for us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the little the little harami gang and stuff. Like all those are terms that we use regularly. <laughs> so all of it to me was just like this is, you know, for us, for us, bias. <laughs> Fubu. Fubu. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's okay. And it's time. It's okay to have that, you know. And honestly, I feel like anybody watching the show, you can find something that you relate with. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't, then you're like purposely choosing not to. Because yeah. like, I, I, my whole last episode, I was constantly pointing out stuff like, oh my God, like, I remember that as a teenager oh my god like this is just like the black church and we do like like all of this stuff is you can find something that you can relate to and I feel like if you can't it's on purpose like yeah you're you're doing it on purpose like let's let's call a spade a spade just saying well yeah I mean there's a reason why like everybody I guess Marvel people were like ah Miss Marvel doesn't have great numbers and I was like but it does have great numbers around non-white people so i right. think the thing is that uh the white supremacists are not interested and that's okay we don't want you anyway exactly I'm, <laughs> I'm good with y'all leaving all the people the people that like get online and put out the video like oh my god mcu more like mcu and like all oh, it's like <laughs> good lord like let's get, a dick. get out of here exactly <laughs> It's the reason, like, why I don't venture in the comment sections, like, too often in certain, like, Bravo comment sections, okay, because I'll, like, I don't mind fighting y'all, like, when I, you know, I have a break at work, I'm like, nah, let me go attack somebody, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care about that, but, like, the comic book and the Star Wars, like, the geek community oh can God. get so blah, that it's just, like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that with y'all, like, I'm not doing this, sorry, <laughs> it's too much. It is. It is. Do you sometimes feel like, you know, because I don't know. I mean, the comparison is like silly, right? Because it's, I think the the geek world and the comic book world is like, it tends to be way crazier, mm-hmm. but do you know, in a Bravo world for sometimes I feel like I love watching the shows and everything, but sometimes I feel like the fandom is just so problematic and so racist that sometimes it takes you out of it. And then you get annoyed when mm-hmm. like, the creators, you know, like almost feel like they're kind of pandering to the problematic people, but still trying to include you and everything. So do you sometimes get like disheartened with being in the comic world and feeling like are the creators actually doing enough for people who look like you? Absolutely. Like I literally, like I, for the longest time, I kind of pushed myself away from like actual comics it it took like me going to college and my best friend like forcing me to like get into him because he loved him so much to me finally being like okay let me find some stuff that I like and then like knowing why like the x-men and the mutants were created that got me a little more interested in it too but like the movies I loved them but I was always you know in the back of my mind like god this does not feel like it's targeted for me like I'm not in the target audience for this I feel like good action movie but I I've always like since a young age, I've always been like hyper aware of my blackness and not mm-hmm. saying like, you know, I'm blicky, 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 you know, not like saying I'm like super black. I'm saying like I've always been hyper aware of like yeah. 
looking at something and being like, hmm, there are no black people yes. on that, you know, just like that kind of stuff. And so I remember like my breast, one of my uh, really, really, really good friends came to town and it was the same weekend that the first Avengers movie came out. So we went to the movies to see it. And I just kept remembering like probably two or three times during that movie, I was just like, this is literally five white men and a white woman like of all <laughs> comics like <laughs> and i'm like I, i'm like at this point like i read avengers comics like i know what the avengers look like and y'all like purposely settled on these six like don't get me wrong love mm-hmm. all six of them but mm-hmm. we can't really that's, that's <laughs> it, it took like we're in phase four now it took this long to like get to season three so we can actually like get a little bit of you know diversity yeah. and i'm not even talking about dc because dc is so far behind that it's like we will we might never get <laughs> don't i don't even focus on them we've got boston's yeah. very own batman so right <laughs> <laughs> exactly so I, i'm good on them, you know so i'm just absolutely though mm-hmm. the reason uh i'm so off topic but the reason like in the bravo reality tv where i always feel like I have a page and, you know, an account and podcast and all this stuff. And I try to like, make sure that I highlight, like I talk about Beverly Hills. I talk Mm -hmm. about, uh, no God, I used to talk about Roni, have no interest in doing that Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I talk about New Jersey, but I always make sure that like, even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to talk about like the Potomac's, the Atlanta's and stuff like that. Because I, one thing that really kind of like, Oh boy, they're just like really aggravated me. Like this season was that like Atlanta has been like our appointment viewing for so long. Like Atlanta rarely misses. Like they're always like, even when it's not super drama packed, it's gonna be funny and it's yeah. gonna be you know, so many other things. So you're gonna like tune in to watch. But like they had like one misstep last season, and the people are just like, oh no, Beverly Hills, they're winning, they're the best ever. And it's like <sighs> we're at the point where like all these shows are like getting around the same ratings, like calm down. Like you've thrown these women to the side who have like carried this network for a decade. And now they had one misstep and you're just like, Oh, nope, it's dead. Nene's gone. It's dead. It's over. Oh, it's God. Oh, it's like, really? Okay. Honestly, even with the ratings, I don't believe anybody who like, is like, look at these ratings. I'm like, you don't know what this means. I don't exactly. think most of you know what it means. You just share numbers. You have no idea what the numbers mean. Mm-hmm. You just compare the numbers to other numbers, but you don't actually know what it fucking means. So exactly. knock it off. And People like, have no idea. Live and live plus three. They're just like, oh, all numbers. Like, well, well, this one's <laughs> yeah, low. Let's, let's like, get out of yeah. here. I'm like, are you in ads? Why do you care? Why right. do you, are you working for Andrew? Like, what is going on? Why do you care about the numbers? You're not getting right. paid. It's weird. It is weird. <sighs> it's weird. It's, 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 I'm, I'm like so out of that now that I just like love to watch stuff. I really now on the podcast too, I've gotten to the point where I only cover stuff that like, I enjoy watching because otherwise yeah. the content is bad. Like you just, yes. you're like, huh, let me record this episode so I can put something out. And I, and I never want to be at that point. I'm like, no, I can't. Let me not yeah. do that. Let me just watch content that I like so yes. I can actually yes. enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah. But then you'll target yourself, well, oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh boy. You want to talk about the episode a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk about that. I feel like the first kind of scene is super important. So we kind of start off with this flashback of them in like 1942 in British occupied India. Thanks Cam- a lot, co- colonizers. Right, exactly. <laughs> per <laughs> usual. 
Cameron's do we know her name? Cameron's uh mom. You I, know, could, I don't think we do. I, I thought I we thought she was Aisha, but she's not. Right. That's so why I was like, I I was I had to like make sure I pointed that out. I'm like, that is not the same person I thought it was, but okay. Yeah. But I think we'll because I think I know the character she's based on, but I don't think I think they've like kind of done a, a retcon okay, for her. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a different character. But her and uh basically the people we meet in this episode, they're all there. They find the bangle on a severed arm, the bangle that Kamala wears, which is super sketch. But uh Aisha, who is Kamala's like they keep referring her as like this disgraced figure in a family. We still don't really know why, but I guess we're going to find out soon. And uh, she's like being mentioned. She says that, you know, you're supposed to have both bangles because obviously some bad when you use one and Kamal only has one. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is being told like to Kamala. And uh, that group is telling her that like, you know, they're from another dimension. They were exiled from it. And this is also when nor gets a little <laughs> shout out because you know she's asking them like well you know what are you doing what how did you know i was here they're like well we didn't know you were here until we felt the presence of nor and you should all feel hey, that presence right hey. now <laughs> yes come on presence of nor i know that's right so you um you talked about like one of the things you said, I think in your, I think it was your voice note. I don't know if it was, I, I think so. Cause I don't think we were texting about it, but yes. you said that uh, there was like something important or something like so uh, impactful about jewelry in particular. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Cause you, I, I thought that it was just like, you know, obviously watching the show, a lot of people probably thought that it was just like a bangle is how Kamala's going to get her powers and that's it. But it's actually kind of like significant. Yeah. So, you know, it, these are little like nuggets again, that I feel like if you're a Pakistani person watching it, but specifically a Pakistani girl watching it, you're going to connect to right away. So we hear mm-hmm. that Aisha is her great-grandmother. It's her nani's mother, right? Mm-hmm. And she got, her nani got this bangle from her mother. And now the nani has given it to Kamala. Mm-hmm. And now the importance there is that every Pakistani girl has jewelry that she has gotten from her mother or grandmother. Mm-hmm. It is a very typical, like it's a very quintessential Pakistani thing, especially for women. I have jewelry that my mom gave me that she wore at her wedding. You know, mm. I have, I have jewelry from my grandmother. I have jewelry even from my husband's grandmother because my husband doesn't have any sisters and so Hmm. when I got married my mother-in-law gave me jewelry that you know she said if I ever had a daughter I would have given it to her but I'm gonna give it to you so there's a lot of significance to that and you know typically what ends up happening is that you save that jewelry and you give it to your this girl in your family you know Mm -hmm. the next generation of female in your family when she gets married And it's this big, important symbol, right? Because you're getting married and she's a grown woman and she's an independent, like not an independent, but she's a grown woman when Mm -hmm. she gets married, right? And it's important to give her that jewelry because she's going to be her own person and she's going to move away from the family. And there's so much significance, right? Of like Mm -hmm. these things being passed down when you feel like a woman is about to come into her own. And I think that there's such significance there because in this situation, Kamala is getting jewelry from her grandmother and her, and, and it's not when she's getting married, but it's not when she's getting married. It's not tied to a man. It's not Mm -hmm. tied to that. Instead, she's still 
coming to her own. She's still finding her newer, right? She's finding mm-hmm. her light. She's becoming empowered in some way because of this jewelry that she's gotten from her grandmother. And that's just, to me, it's, it, it felt like to me, just a little gift for people who understand that mm-hmm. part of our tradition. And I, I just, I love that so much. I love, I feel like that's been one of like my complaints about, uh, like take Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for instance, because I feel like it it was a great like action show, but there was nothing like, I mean, nothing that I took as like culture mm. from like, but it was just like, it felt like just an installment that they put into the MCU, but nothing that like I felt little Black boys and Black girls were going to be like, oh, I reckon, yep, right. Yep. There. It mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of that, which I would have loved, but I guess it that felt more like an ensemble anyway. But I'm hoping that, like, maybe, you know, once yeah. Captain America, now that he's the Black Captain America, maybe when we get his movie, we'll see a little more. I mean, we got Black Panther. We saw a lot of it in Black Panther, but yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of disparities across the MCU when it comes to, like, pictures and stuff so it's so good like watching this show and actually seeing like constant like not reminders but like you know you see like constant nods yeah you know, to actual people like can actually see and be like okay yeah. okay I, I get that okay like little okay. nuggets little mm-hmm. nuggets just for us and and I, I love that. that yeah uh, we learn about the that these people are the clandestine mm-hmm. in the Nord dimension, of course. Shout out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for those that don't know in Marvel Comics, oh God. So y'all just y'all just give me two minutes, okay? No, I can't wait. This is the clandestine. <laughs> yes. The clandestine, they have like this, they've only been around since like the 90s, which is crazy. So like, you know, comic books usually date back to like 40s, 50s, 60s, but they've only been around since the 90s. So not like a super long history, but they still managed to like have a pretty like deep history. So like this guy named Adam, he became known as like Adam the Destine after some freak accident. Like he got impaled by something or something like that. He went off the war, but he was like, he could never get hurt. Like that's why they gave him Adam the, the, the Destine. So he could never get hurt. And then he got kind of cocky and then he got captured. And then like his captor told him, okay, like, listen, I need help defeating a wizard. <laughs> this is so like comic booky. Mm-hmm. I need help defeating a wizard. And so he went to the wizard and then the wizard captured him. And so it's like, well, geez, you're not very good at this. But he <laughs> distracted the wizard <laughs> and then he defeated him. And he had this gym that he like opened up and it was a gin, D-J-I-N-N for mm-hmm. y'all to know. It was a gin named, I think it's Eliath, Eliath maybe, E-L-A-L-Y-T-H. I've never known how to pronounce it, but Elliot and they like end up falling in love and then the rest is history they get more people to go along with them and stuff like that so it's like a long big like love story that's based down and you know passed around I don't know it's a lot to say but all that to say they're like a big super villain team don't don't trust them okay oh. <laughs> um, yeah so it's you know you think that we kind of see it in this episode that they're out to really like help Kamala but mm-hmm. when they say clandestine I'm assuming this is who they're connecting to because she she didn't say that they called them that she just kind of like referenced like oh we've been called many things like you know the gins or the mm-hmm. uh this the that she said the unseen which is mm-hmm. also a reference to marvel comics because that's like alieny and stuff like that but then she said they called the clandestine and i was like okay i think that's what you're relating it to so we'll we'll go with that um can i tell you about gins 
Mm-hmm. So, I was got. I literally had it here to ask you, so of course you can. <laughs> okay, so I I did again. I've never watched. I've never read the comics, but I know mm-hmm. that there is a Pakistani writer who was very much involved in creating Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. uh, named Sana Amanat. So, um, th- the thing with Jins is like you know what she says, like oh yeah, these are just like nightmares of my childhood. Like they're mm-hmm. like ghosts, but like way worse. So the way she's talking about them is very much like how uh, Pakistanis grew up like hearing about it. And so mm-hmm. you know, in episode two, Amir says uh, that every family, every Pakistani family has a partition story. Every Pakistani family has a Jin story, and Jin are basically <laughs> like for us. I think like the way even that um Kamala's dad is like you know reading that text to Bruno or whatever and like talking about it it's kind of similar I mean I would say that Jin Islamically are kind of and and there's a lot more I don't know if every every Muslim culture has it but I'm just going to speak from like South Asian Muslim culture which is that Mm -hmm. like you have basically this idea that they're not angels they're not devils it's not you know it's it's somewhere in the middle they live kind of among us they're here Mm. and some people can communicate with them some people can see them there's a lot of different stories that you hear about possession by a djinn people can take over and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's not a ghost but something uh something some spirit in the air perhaps demon form or something like that right but there's also good djinn and and the and the the one thing that they said in there about like we were exiled that's mm-hmm. very much in a, is in like Muslim text too that they are not of this world or the other world so they're kind of in a limbo and they're sort of exi- exiled and mm-hmm. living in between and so this idea that um you know Kamran's mom is saying that you know we're kind of just trying to go home we're just trying to go home like mm-hmm. that idea kind of in line is in line with our sort of understanding of the gin as well Ooh, oh so it it almost like did you watch there was a show on hbo a couple of years ago called the outsiders did you watch that um cynthia revo yes, and... yes 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 see just, it reminds yes. me of yeah because yep. i feel like they they talked a lot about how like each culture has their own like yes it was like this so like they they mentioned like uh, Kuko on the show and like oh, we talk Kuko, about, yes, yes. <laughs> you remember yes I, <laughs> I, I was obsessed with that show I'm like we're I, gonna get a second season of that show you think or is it done though it was well wait a minute it was a limited series but I think I remember them talking about uh it won't be like the same cast but I think it's based on like novels so I think they're gonna do another one of the novels all right so I'll I'll be okay with it just bring Cynthia and Ben Mendelsohn back and we'll we'll be okay (laughs) yeah I'm all about that but yeah that's what that's what okay so I'm glad you explained that because when I hear Jen on this show that's what I always think about I'm like okay so I'm thinking it's something like within that realm that's not it can be good can be bad or you know but you know of this realm we can mm-hmm. like you know some people say they've had encounters with them other people are like no you're crazy you can't see them so okay that makes sense a question I'm... for you Ooh, okay do you think that in the beginning when you see Aisha kind of put on the bracelet and run away from them mm-hmm. and do you think that she purposely ran away from them because she knew that trying to do whatever they were trying to do with just one bracelet could be catastrophic yes okay. I, I'm, I'm I'm thinking that they're all like making her seem like she was this like disloyal like 
evil person as of now, but it, it almost makes you feel like in the end, we're going to find it like she was just like, had everyone's best interest yeah. in heart. Yeah. At least I'm hoping that's what it turns out to be. Please, <laughs> like, I don't Grandma. Want, Please. Right? <laughs> I'm hoping, fingers crossed. Like, we can't break Nani's heart. So no, no, I'm, no. I'm all about that. <laughs> uh, Kamala goes to Bruno for help. And I wanted to mention this because when she asked, like, how she could help them travel interdimensionally she actually says uh you know she's like i want to help them so bad i really want to kind of see what we can do and he says that well actually i read a paper by an eric dr selvig who if y'all don't remember he is from the thor movies so you know you had jane and darcy and then the older guy that was with them that's who he's talking oh my god yeah i always try to you got to try to like they say this stuff so fast because like a lot of people didn't catch the Eternals reference in the second episode. Either. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. About, they're talking about Kingo. Kingo, like Kingo yeah. is his his granddad. He's his dad, and he's so <laughs> he just been around for so long. I love that. But yeah, Marvel throws in these little references. It's like, oh god, you gotta. If you don't. If you, it's almost like if you don't have on closed caption, you're missing everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that scene at the mosque mm-hmm. when Nia basically read damage control for filth using. <laughs> her love of law and order. Because let me tell you something. Olivia Benson and Stabler have been teaching people the law for over two decades. And I mm. respect them for that, okay? Mm. Love but it. it's also like, I want to get your thoughts because this it felt like so layered too because the way that she talked about this, she's like, you know, uh, Nakia, you know, she went on to talk to Kamala about it and she said they stormed it as if they were looking for nightlight, which by the way, I agree. <laughs> Terrible superhero name. But <laughs> and they talk about, and she says that it's as if we need another target on our backs. Yeah. And when you heard that, like, how are you interpreting that? Because I kind of ran on a, a rant about it, either first episode or second episode. Yeah, it was last episode you did. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really important because I think it's, it, it, it's purposeful, right? The, mm-hmm. the second episode when uh, she's being absolutely fucking terrible. And it's like, oh, is it South Asians? You know, whatever, this and that. Mm-hmm. You kind of see the her partner kind of cringe. Yeah. Um, I just know him as Stewie from uh, Succession. <laughs> oh my God. You can, you can never mention Succession on here because whenever someone mentions Succession on this podcast, Kaya from Bravo While Black sends me a threatening text message because I'm so behind on Succession. Sir. So like, I have to, I know, I know, I got to get caught up, but I literally won't hear... <laughs> Now that you said it, I'm going to be hearing about it for the next like three weeks. So I think I'm going to have to start the succession this weekend over again. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> you know, but um, so his part, her partner kind of like cringes the way that she's doing it. And then mm-hmm. he says to her, you know, be careful when you're out there. You already know the FBI is on them too. Right. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's already mentioned because it is important to be mindful of the fact that Muslims people, you know, people don't realize the life that we've been living since 9-11 and we can joke about it and everything like that but it is what it is we always do have targets on our back mosques are always being surveillance like it is a thing um it's a huge part of some of the work that younger activists are now doing which is like muslim activists which is you know trying to shut down these programs that end up uh being extremely dangerous uh Uh which is you know where uh police uh cops try to build relationships with mosques as a way for mosques to basically surveil on behalf of them. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, that's what Nakia is trying to say. She's like, you know, oh, just another good Muslims looking out for the bad Muslims, like as if like we need to be constantly, you know, surveilling our own community. Right. Um, because yeah, the, the target is still on our backs. Like, right. Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. I, I'm, I'm glad like, I'm glad it's being like highlighted because I yeah. caught it last episode and I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, be careful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Marvel's ever going to uh, apologize for Night Monkey? I literally, okay. <laughs> I've been like, this is like Night Monkey, like haunts my dreams, first of all, because I'm like, who like thought this was an okay idea and like it just flew in the room and like literally no one said anything about it online either. I'm like, really y'all jump up and down about everything in the world yeah. like no, no one cares you don't about have anything night to say about that right <laughs> nobody cares about night monkey okay <laughs> and, all right we'll just i guess i guess we're letting it slide i don't know <laughs> um i love how much we get to like we are like learning like within their household too like i just i yeah. love it and uh especially about weddings too because we're actually like one of the like backstory lines of this show is that her brother is getting married and I didn't know anything about the hiding of the groom's shoes. Like what, what is the, can you, are you familiar with that? Like, what is that about? I'm so familiar with it. So it's, it, the, it's funny. Cause the song that you had playing in the background during that scene was also mm-hmm. a traditional, it's, it's from an Indian movie. It's from a Bollywood movie from like the nineties, but it's mm-hmm. like quintessentially in the last like 30 years has become a part of every single uh, South Asian wedding where mm-hmm. that song is played and you know, the groom's shoes are about to be stolen. So this, the oh. tradition, is the tradition is that you steal the groom's shoes and uh, the bride's side steals the groom's shoe and then the groom has to pay money to the bride's sisters to get the shoe back because oh. the reason why they stole his shoe his shoes is so that he can't get the girl right like he can't all right you married her but now you can't get you know you're not going to be able to take her home because we took your shoes so you have to mm-hmm. give us money there is a ton of extortion um, traditions that we have. <laughs> it's not just that one. We've got another one where the where uh, you know the bride's sister puts henna on the groom's finger, mm-hmm. and then she holds on to his finger. And until he gives her money, she's not going to let go because otherwise, if he doesn't, if she doesn't let go, he can't wipe it off, and so his fingers mm-hmm. are going to get stained. There's lots of stuff like that. <laughs> There's one where the groom's friends block the. This one's real inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. night of the wedding the night of the wedding the groom's family blocks the door into like the the bridal suite like the honeymoon mm-hmm. suite so he has to give his family money so that they can give him some privacy oh. <laughs> and i mean all of I these things, respect by the way you, honestly <laughs> yeah i've been married 11 years that all those things happened at my wedding and I'll just never forget like how awkward it was. I was like, all right, y'all just want to hang out in this room. We can all just hang out. You guys don't need to leave. It's like so uncomfortable. He needs money so he can spend time with me. Like, it's fine. You guys can all just hang out here. We don't need to. (laughs) Right. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love we got like two back-to-back moments that like I loved on this episode. So I love the moment when Kamala and Muniba connected about like that she was like cleaning her wound, her not wound, her uh wound, her knee. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to clean the wound, so we're not gonna go there. <laughs> she uh she talked about 
uh, coming to America and feeling so alone, but then she like connected with the church and found friends and family and basically life like kind of turned around for her. Mm-hmm. And then that scene was followed up with uh, the conversation between, is it Ahmed? Is that his it, name? It, so his name is Amir. Amir, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, when, when I say Amir, <laughs> I just say Amir because that's like the Pakistani was Amir. Right. So. <laughs> I thought they were saying Ahmed, but I'm like, literally like, I've just got done watching Moon Knight. So like, (laughs) Ahmed, I need to like, good Lord. We're getting so many Marvel shows back to back. (laughs) Between uh, Amir and uh, the father, who is he? Is he a big uh, Bollywood actor? No, I've never seen him before. Okay. I I feel like he, I think I'd read something and like, I think one of the Doctor Strange movies, I think he was the voiceover actor (laughs) for that role and i heard okay. that he was like pretty known but i gotta look that up i might i lie sometimes I don't know. Right. <laughs> i'm gonna I'm fact check that but i loved it like, i feel like this show just like purposely like hits you in the feels like with mm-hmm. no regard for your feelings at all i love it yeah uh, that I, wedding yeah <laughs> i that scene with maniba and kamala mm-hmm. i just i think okay i'm realizing any scene that she has with her mother mm-hmm. it fucks me up yeah i'm like oh well there's my childhood and, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know her sitting there like having that conversation with her mother and her mother saying like you know when you're with your family you're never i was just i was like crying right <laughs> Ooh, I know I know <laughs> it hits you when it feels like every time the, the dialogue and the acting the, it doesn't help that like they cast this show like perfectly too Perfect. like I, I loved everything about it the wedding looked lit like I, mm. I'm ready to like I love wedding season like I hate putting on a suit most days now just because I'm so acclimated to like wearing sh- nothing but shorts while I'm working so but I'll put on a suit to go to a good wedding okay <sighs> And I love this wedding. And I kind of love that it's weird to say this because, you know, we're so used to like kind of seeing movies from the white male perspective. But I kind of love that like they purposely use Bruno in a way on this show to like have him asking things so that like the, uh, the everyone on the show can like explain it to the viewing yeah. audience. And I kind of love that. It, yeah. it feels it not that it like needs to be explained but I kind of love that like they're still like saying that like I want to give you like a piece of my culture and I want yes. you to know like everything that's going on so I kind of love that yeah plus they had them dancing I think that was you know so good. So good. <laughs> uh Cameron ended up interrupting the festivities and it seems like he's actually like a good guy on here because in the comics he's an inhuman mm-hmm. and you never really you know inhumans you don't know how they go go mm-hmm. you know but he uh you know he had a a hand in helping kidnap Kamala in the comics so oh. but yeah you know but it seems like he's he's on the straight and narrow here so as opposed to his mama but we'll leave her alone <laughs> he uh <laughs> he warns her that like the clandestine are coming you know to speak to her they want to get her to help you know do whatever they're going to do and they know it's dangerous but they still want her to help anyway I love the scene that ensues when they're after Kamala because we're basically witnessing her like it's almost like a metaphor like, like she's learning how to use her powers but it's also like her coming into her own too yes. and i kind of I, I love everything about this because it's first of all it's visually like 
just dope because I, yeah. I love the way they're using like the CGI and the powers and everything here. But it's it's all like good. Bruno tried to jump in and they child, they yeah. slung his ass like a hammock. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Bruno, you might just want to sit this one out, but stay out of brown people's business, Bruno. right? <laughs> right. You see what happened when you get in for business, Bruno. Damn. <laughs> was there anything about the wedding that you just like looked at and you were like? yep love like just anything that like they nailed so good on this show everything or the whole thing it was perfect it was the first time i've ever seen uh first of all i believe it's the first time we've ever seen what a muslim wedding ceremony actually looks like typically what Mm. you will see is just the dancing but the fact that they actually showed the couple getting married what it looks like the fact that they they ask the bride and the groom three times that's a very traditional muslim thing mm-hmm. where when you get married the imam asks you three times and they ask the groom three times if you're gonna say yes and you say yes right i do i do i do mm-hmm. it's it's like it's, it's the details like you didn't mm-hmm. have to put that there was no reason like in any if it was a if it was a white showrunner they would not put that in there they wouldn't right they would probably have them kissing at the mosque which you would never do. Right. You don't kiss at Muslim <laughs> weddings, right? Like mm-hmm. the, and like even little things like so at the end, the Imam says the kabir and then the crowd says Allahu Akbar. That is what you say at the end of a wedding. Like that is just what you say when you're celebrating something. It's like mm-hmm. it's like saying like hallelujah. Like it's just that level of detail in a show that is not about it doesn't have to be about that but it's just such an important part of Kamala right it's an important part of her identity is being a Muslim and being part of a mosque and having a brother and like being part of his wedding and just you can see how happy she is like she's just so thrilled because she's watched you know she's had this loving conversation with her mother and then she's seen her dad say these really wonderful things to her brother and she's looking up at her family like I'm just so proud of these people Mm -hmm. and you could just tell that she loves them so much she loves them so much which is why at the end when she goes home and they're like are you gonna tell us how defeated she feels or she's like I just can't like you know that she's struggling because she loves them so much Mm -hmm. it was just perfect I'd love if I'm like I told you it got me like hyped for wedding season like I'm ready for all this and I think you're right because I don't think we've ever seen like the actual ceremony before like on TV like I I can't think of like I mean I watch a lot of TV so like I can't (laughs) I'm trying to think like I don't think I've ever seen it because when they when he asked her the second time I was like why are you asking her again but then Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is actually a part of the ceremony I didn't know that because I've never seen that before so good job good, good job marvel you're good you're getting job. it together look at y'all yeah look what <laughs> happens when you have a bunch of um people that actually belong to the culture that you're trying to make a television show out of because listen we know from reality tv if, <laughs> if the uh behind the camera doesn't look like in front of the camera you probably gonna run into you know a lot <laughs> of bad stuff while yeah. you're filming <laughs> yeah if miss Mar- marvel is for us by us reality tv yeah. is uh is about us for someone else <laughs> right <laughs> right that is a perfect way of saying it um <laughs> uh, something happens when like camera uh, no when his mother Cameron's mother grabs that bangle after mm-hmm. this like big fight scene they've had and they both see a vision of like a train 
from Karachi, like hit, I guess it's, I'm assuming it's the train from the story that they told in the last episode where her mom like managed to get on the train. So yes. I'm guessing. So I'm, I'm, I, I need to see what these hallucinations are about because like we've seen Kamala, like we've seen her hallucinate herself as like a different version of Captain Marvel and stuff like that. But like, I'm wondering what this is all meaning on a show, especially since her uh, Nani called her and was like, okay, bring your ass to Karachi. Like we got to, <laughs> we got to see what's going on now. Like, come on. Like, I all, saw I it lo- too. I love the fact that you say Karachi so well. I love oh, it so me. much. You don't understand. It means so much to me. That's where my family's from. So like, that is awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that train is from, but I love it. Right. Um, and I think it's interesting because I think that Gamran's mom, you know, we think that she found Kamala because Mm -hmm. of the bracelet, right? We know that. So we know that like last episode, when she had that vision outside of the mosque uh, or on top of the mosque, when she was saving that little boy, Mm -hmm. she saw this woman. So it seems like maybe these jinn have some sort of a connector of these visions where you can Mm. see a vision and maybe either communicate with the person or if you're both seeing the same vision, it's like, you know, maybe we should be going to the same place. So I'm, I'm very interested to find out more about that. I think it's mm-hmm. really cool that Nani um, called and was like, you didn't see that. Let's go. Um, right. I love that because again, like this is like, like a very typical Pakistani story is like a mm-hmm. thing that we, we always say, like in the culture is we have a big focus on dreams and the mm-hmm. importance of your dreams. And like, um, a lot of times you'll hear stories where two people, like two members of a family who live far away from each other, like had the same dream or mm-hmm. had a similar dream and then ended up meeting. And then we talked about that dream. Like there's a big emphasis on dreams and what they could mean. And, um, and like, there's a lot of also stories about, you know, people who've passed on coming to you in your dreams and Mm -hmm. talking to you in your dreams and sharing messages from the beyond in your dreams. So I don't know if it was like kind of alluding to that, maybe not, maybe my family is just like mystical and fucking weird, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I love that Nani was like casually like, let's go girls. Right. (laughs) Oh, it's like, I'm 16. I got to find a way there. Yeah. She's like, I can't just get on a plane. It's like a 14 hour flight. Also, I love I love, like, this is where the show is so New Jersey. Mm. I love the fact that we had Bon Jovi playing during the fight sequence. Yes. <laughs> and that Brown Jovi was uh, doing mm. the ceremony. I love mm. all of that. <laughs> that is so New Jersey. It was just mm-hmm. so New Jersey. It made me so happy. <laughs> right. I, I love all of that. <laughs> Everything about this. You, one of the reasons I love talking to people about, like, these shows is you just like made my mind something click with my mind just now did you watch have you seen uh shang chi mm-hmm. yeah. so one of the big things with that movie is at the end they were trying to figure out like what that language was or like where the uh the 10 rings came from mm-hmm. and it seems like that's a big mystery with the bangle too because of the writing on it and you just said that uh what was it uh you said something about uh, something call, like voices calling you or something like that. I, oh, I forgot what you just said. But with Shang-Chi, remember he, uh, his dad, uh, Wen Wu, was wearing the the 10 <gasps> rings and his, his mother kept calling him. He kept hearing the wife calling oh, him and calling him. And that's yes. why he wanted to attack the 
home city. So I'm like, I wonder, because remember, Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel could not figure out oh. what, oh my God, did I just figure out this show? Wait a minute. Oh they could gosh. not figure out the Ten Rings and like where they came from or like the origins or anything. You know, Captain Marvel's been all over. So I wonder if her using these uh bangles or bangle uh oh yeah uh if her using these is like sending some kind of signal that's in the and gonna end up bringing captain marvel here to like say oh my god that matches the energy wave that we saw from the 10 rings oh my look me. god look at me marvel hire me if that's not where y'all going with this hire me because that's that's some that good is shit where right you there. should go <laughs> right that's some that's some good shit right there yeah, I want and, it, horn, but... and you know i think also in um in Shang-Chi, there was a lot of like, if you hear voices, these are sort of like the evil forces from beyond trying mm-hmm. to convince you of something else, right? And if we mm-hmm. think of these jinn as bad guys, that maybe they have something where they can, like, you know, the fact that she saw this woman's vision, like a vision of this woman when she was on top of the mosque, mm-hmm. maybe this is sort of like a similar spirit or energy, but just, you know, uh, it's like the application is different in a different part of the Asian subcontinent or like the Asian continent. So it's like, right. it's kind of just really cool to think about. Like it's, it's so fun to explore these stories from outside of fucking America, right? Like it's, right. it's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool to see that mm-hmm. like, you know, comic book stories are not just uh, focused on, you know, little white boys. Right. I But to people like you can really find like, nowadays especially you can find a lot of great content out there especially when people aren't like afraid to go outside of like marvel and dc and stuff mm-hmm. there are so many like good things out there that you can like read and actually see yourself in like it's it's kind of amazing now mm. um final thoughts episode season kamala anything i'm giving you final thoughts you're my guest i loved having you here so they're all yours take it away i mean you know, I don't know if it it needs to be repeated, but I just love the show. I, mm-hmm. I think that it's, I, you know, my kids, you know, um, it's really crazy. The day that the, the first episode came out, that was like two weeks ago. And that week, uh, my, my son said to me, he's eight and he said, mama, do you ever wonder what it's like to like, to like be Christian or Jewish? And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, do you ever wonder what that's like? And I was like, not really, <laughs> which is a lie because I definitely thought about what it would be like to be like a little white person. Right. Right. And when he says Christian or Jewish, he's not talking about like, like a, a black person. Right. He's talking about like, he's talking about, you know, not being a minority and, mm-hmm. and, and yes, being Jewish is still a minority, but I live in North Jersey and he, we have, a huge Jewish population where I live, but mm-hmm. he, he asked me these things and I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And he was like, well, I don't know. It just feels like sometimes it's easier. And you know, mm. that clicked in my head because I was like, okay, so he's actually talking about like wondering what it would be like to not be a minority. Right. Right. And I was like, well, and we talked through it or whatever. And I basically convinced him that it's really cool to be Muslim. And mm. I don't think he believed me, but I think he just didn't want to talk to his mom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but later that, that week we watched Miss Marvel and mm. I just saw his face light up and I saw how excited he was. And then even today, when we were watching this, um, that the, watching the episode today and watching the um, the wedding was really cool because my cousin just got married 
um, in February. And I think that's like the first wedding that my kids have like fully attended and been a part of and everything. And they got to see all of it. Like my cousin had like a ceremony at a mosque and then we had a party afterwards and we had a Mandy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And so my kids were watching it and they were like, oh my God, this is like when we were in California. And you know, this is just like when we were dancing and for mama, mama, did you do this at your wedding too? And like, they were so excited to ask me all these questions and like care and, and just like, I could just see their faces, right? You see the excitement mm-hmm. in their faces and the understanding, like watching something and being fully engaged because you see yourself. And at the age of eight, to be able to have that is just beautiful. Like right. I never saw so it's like mind blowing in a way. Cause it's almost like something that we were like searching for for so long. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's amazing. Y'all we're loving the show. Yeah. from my dms and emails and stuff it sounds like y'all are loving it too which i'm very glad about we got three more episodes left i believe i think it's a six, another six episode disney show mm. uh six more episodes hopefully nor will come back when it's all over and we'll you know have a, a season wrap up you know i'm not mm. gonna bully her into it but you know in case she wants to come <laughs> just saying i'll so, keep my lengthy voice notes coming in the meantime. okay good 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 <laughs> we welcome them Y'all, I've been Kendrick, that's Nor, and you'll hear us together talking very soon. (laughs) So I will see y'all. Bye. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.